Well, that was fun. Um, hello, listeners. This is PSG Talk contributor Mark Damon, and this is my PSG Talk Live slash Small Talk um, simulcast. This is the intro for it. I had like five people listening live. I'm sure the last thing people wanted to do was listen to somebody lament and bitch and moan about PSG losing to Real Madrid. So... What follows is my live reaction. It's very lethargic. I got home from work to watch this. Oh, boy. Um, on Saturday, it will be better. I will have more sharp reaction. I won't have a migraine headache. And um, I'll be a little more comedically biting. So enjoy this for what it is. Um, here we go. Real Madrid put on one of the most, I would say, professional... Simple, easiest performances you will ever see. I really honestly do not think that Real Madrid broke a sweat in that entire game. They were comfortable the whole time. They had a strategy. They soaked up a lot of the PSG pressure early, and there wasn't a whole lot of bite to it. A lot of the reason, obviously, is because they don't have Neymar. They don't have that player that can pierce through um, a defense that's set up in that way. Now, right now they're taking Mbappe on and bringing on, they're taking Mbappe on and bringing on last DR, which I'm, I guess they were going to put him in anyway. So what difference does it make at this point? Just don't lose by too much. Um, Real Madrid had that game in their pocket and for the first half, PSG were not bad. They did pretty much what they wanted to do, except they couldn't get chances. They couldn't create goal-scoring opportunities. I think they may have had one shot on target, if that. And that's a problem when you're trying to overcome a two-goal deficit in the aggregate. And with Neymar was playing in this game, would it have been different? I'm not necessarily sure. I think PSG would have had more chances. I think they would have had a better opportunity. And it's not like Di Maria played all that badly. It's just that he's not that type of player where he can cut through a defense and create opportunities. Neymar is. So we'll get that out of the way. PSG missed Neymar today. Now, would it have made the big difference? I'm not necessarily sure that it would have. Because this was so professional from Real Madrid. This was so comprehensively, smartly well done. Keeping Kroos and Modric on the bench. Playing a team that was a little more defensive. Soaking up pressure early. Counterattacking well. Getting the early goal in the second half. And then putting PSG on the back foot. And PSG got a lucky goal off Cavani's shin. But again, it's not exactly like... PSG were ever really in an, in enough of a good standing to win this game. You never at one point thought, oh, PSG have a real opportunity to take control of this tie. It just didn't happen. And that was before the Marco Verratti stupidity, which I'll get to. Because if there's going to be a rant at any point here, it'll probably be there. Just overall, a disappointing, I wouldn't say devastating, and I think people are going to try to say that this is a devastating moment in the history of PSG. I think 6-1 is a lot worse than this. 
I think this was getting beat over two legs by a better team. And yes, PSG made mistakes, but you're going to make mistakes against good teams. That's just how it works. And if we're going to look at this with a big picture lens, you have to start thinking about, especially if you're Nasser Al-Khalifi, especially if you're the power structure in PSG, especially if you're Ontario Henrique, how can we get our team to the level that this Real Madrid team that I'm watching right now is at? And it's not like they've been great in La Liga all year. They've been pretty mediocre. But in a big game, everyone knew what to do. There was no sweat. There was no panic. I think I could have counted about 75 times where a PSG player tried to put the ball in the box. And either Marcelo or Carvajal or Ramos, someone got a tip. Someone got a deflection on it. And... That's really important to, to look at and go, there was a lot of collective defense going on. There was a lot of intelligence. There's a lot of intuitive play based on years and years of experience. And despite all of the times PSG have been in this competition, they have yet to really have a whole bunch of these types of games where they are tested in the ultimate kind of way, where a team sets up tactically and just stalemates them. There's still so many times, even in Champions League play, even in the group stage, where PSG just roll over teams. And they get to this moment, and they get to these types of games, and they just can't put it together in the way that you would expect them to put it together. And it is disappointing. You want to see this team do well in this competition because I think a lot of people feel like this is the only validation. We got a little break here. Let's see what comes of it. Probably not much. Put it into the box and over everybody's head. And goal kick. Um, you want to see this team do well. And I think this, the expectations have been set up by... Nasser Al-Khalifi, that they're going to win this competition. And I think that was a mistake to really go all in on winning this thing because it's really, really hard. Like, Real Madrid make it look easy, but Real Madrid are able to do this because they've done this for years and years and years. Like, these guys have been playing together for most of these guys six, seven years at a time. Great save by Areola. Areola may have been our best player in this game. I'm not even kidding. Like, Ariola's just, I think, in a bit of a sidebar, I think that Alphonse Ariola has actually proven a lot here. And he's proven that he's not intimidated by this setting, and I think he's been one of their more solid players as they show all the sad faces on PSG's bench. I, I, I'm, I'm, and I keep going back to this word, I'm disappointed, but I, I think there's a path forward. And I think Neymar coming back for next year will reinvigorate everything again. Four minutes of stoppage time. I don't even know why we're getting four. Um, and they have an attacking front that can be effective. Cavani, Neymar, and Mbappe can still be effective. That can be a really dangerous front. Now, the question is everything else. And the first question you have to ask yourself is, 
are the players that I have good enough to win this competition? And that means Cavani taken down, no penalty, shouldn't have been one. Great defensive play by Casemiro. That's a Champions League player. Casemiro is a Champions League player. And you got to ask, how many Casemiros do PSG have? That type of player. And I think Marco Verratti proved tonight he ain't one of them. And I might be overreacting a bit, but if we go up and down this roster and we look at players who kept their composure, who were positives to the team, I I think, you again, you look at that front line, I think Marquinhos has been pretty good. Um, Alves had a really bad second half. I, I think he's at the point now where you have to start grooming Munier to take over. Because I, I just don't, I don't see Alves going another year. I think he's, you've seen the drop off from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And I, I really do think it's pretty clear at this point that Alves is now at the point where you have to look at replacing him. And I think you keep him on the team, but I think he has minutes have to be greatly reduced because it just, he just kind of fell apart in that second half physically. And Real Madrid really took advantage of that. I mean, I don't think you put Munier in that situation because I don't think Munier at this point is ready for it. But you got to get start getting him ready. Um, Yuri was good. Yuri was fine. I don't think if you put Krizal in there, it would have been much different at all. I was sort of just a six of one, half a dozen of the other. But I think Yuri showed that he's solid enough. They weren't scoring down his end. Let's put it that way. The goal, the two goals for Real Madrid did not come from uh, did not come from Yuri's side. I don't. I mean, it was set up from Yuri's side, but that second goal was just an absolute atrocious clearance by Rabio that set that up. Now I'm pretty sure there's not many people on this because the game is not really over, so I don't think Ed's really linked it. But for those five of you that are here, hi, thank you. Um, I just wanted to get started early because I, I didn't want to waste any more time on this. I, I just wanted to get into it and really, um, and, and I'm going on a bunch of tangents here, but I genuinely believe that PSG have the, just to go back, because again, I'm all over the place. I think PSG have the talent if it's kept together and if it's nurtured by the right coach. Unai Emery is obviously not that guy. So who's that guy? It's the first thing you have to do. Before you make any transfer deals, before you worry about any of that, first thing you got to worry about is who's the guy that takes over this club and sets it up to where they're in control, in charge, and setting up the team in the way they want to set it up, and they're not going to be intimidated, and they're not going to kind of bow to the egos, as I think this game has finally ended. I just blow the... There we go. Blow the whistle. It's over. All right. I don't have to watch that anymore. Um, they have to set up the... They have to set up the coach, put the coach in the right situation to succeed and allow the coach to start implementing his style 
and bringing in certain players. Do not overhaul this roster because this roster does not need an overhaul. It needs a couple of key upgrades. You need to replace Tiago Mata and you need to get a left back in here that is not Marcelo, but near that Marcelo level. Or at least a step below that Marcelo level. And if you can do that, that's a good start. And I think those are the two positions. I think the goalkeeper is third. I think Ariola was one of our better players in this game. I don't know why you would think of... of if That can't be your top priority is to go get a goalkeeper. Your priorities have to be solidify that middle and get a left back who's has the dynamic qualities that you need to sort of open a game up, but also is a defensively sound enough where you're not going to have a liability. Right now you have Kurzawa, who's the one who can't defend, and then you have Yuri, who's a good defensive left back, who's not very dynamic going forward, especially without Neymar there. Without Neymar there, Yuri isn't really going to help you all that much. So... You need to figure out your those two positions. First thing you have to do is get your coach. Second thing you have to do is figure out those two positions. Sell some guys off. I would say at this point, Di Maria has been great this last half of the year. But if you can get money for him, you can't you can't risk financial fair play. Sell him off sell um if Draxler and I, I I would like to give Draxler another year, but if somebody comes in with an offer, you sell him. If um if you get a good offer for Geddes, you sell Geddes too. If you get good offer for I mean at this point the way I'm feeling, if you get a good offer for Marco Verratti, sell him. But um Again, I don't want to say something out of I don't want to say something out of anger. So I'm going to hold off on that for a minute. Um, if you can get those things in place, you can get Neymar back up and running. You can start to set the team up where it can be solid defensively and can take advantage of Neymar's ability to take the ball from midfield and run on counters which is what they were trying to do this year, but in the Champions League and against a team as stout and as um, impressive as Real Madrid, it was really hard to kind of get it going. But I think they're on the right track with what they have in that instance. I think you don't want to have this team be a possession team. I think you want them to be more of a counter team. I think you want their midfielders to be more relayers. I don't think you want to be the team that's sort of the Tiago Mata team where you kind of just kick the ball around and da da da, kick the ball, uh, kick it there, all right, kick it back, all right, kick it to the center back, all right, let's bring it around. That's sort of what they are, and you saw that today. And that's when you don't have Neymar, that's what PSG revert back to. And I think they have to make that leap from being that sort of Laurent Blanc possession team and really make the transition to being that dynamic, run-at-you team. You have Kylian Mbappe. You have Neymar. Run at people. 
Run at them and run at them all day. Linebacker that shit. Run through the wall. And break defenses down that way. Yeah, it doesn't look as pretty. Yeah, you don't have a bunch of beautiful backhill passes. But at least you're getting to the goal. Today, PSG didn't get anywhere near the goal for about 60 minutes. And it showed. It showed that I think in the general um, I think in the general sense, I think what it showed was that you can't have a team that's half and half. This team has to become something or end up being nothing. And at some point, they're going to have to make that transition over to being a counterattacking Neymar centric team and bring in guys that back him up that can sort of at least somewhat um, mimic that style in case he gets hurt again. But you can't, you know, base it off of what happens if he gets hurt. So what I'm going to do here is, because again, I think we're, unless I start getting more people, I'm going to cut this off and just go right to the small talk. So right now I'm recording this. So if it sort of didn't work, if me going early sort of messed everything up, um, what we will be able to do is you'll, you'll have all of this recorded. So it's, it's not a big issue, but I want to get to some things specifically in the game, because this was really a nothing game for the most part. It, uh, there's not much really to say, but Marco Verratti, that was disappointing. And I'd say more than disappointing. That was infuriating. I mean, how selfish in that moment are you to get fouled and have the ref not call it you're down one nothing. You need three goals to force an extra time. And you're running at the official like a petulant baby and yelling at him. What did you expect was going to happen? Of course he was going to pull out the second yellow. Of course that was going to happen. What else is he supposed to do? Is he supposed to just let you run at him and yell in his face? Just a petulant, selfish move by a player who's had a history of this. And yes, he's very good. He's tremendous at times. And you have to give him his credit for what he's done for this club. But we're at a point now where... Is he more harm? Is there just something about him right now at this point in his career where you just say, is this the right guy? Is this the right guy up here? And you saw this with a lot of them too. And it got infuriating when they just, every time something bad happened, they looked at, they were looking for a referee. They were looking for a referee to yell at. And I'm going to put that on two things. I'm going to put that on the players not being able to contain and control themselves. And I'm also going to put that on the manager who has apparently does not have the ability to tell his players 
to stop yelling at the referees and play the game. Real Madrid didn't do that. Real Madrid doesn't do that. They do it once in a while if it's egregious enough or they throw their hand in the air. But for the most part, they get back on defense. They go back and play because they know the next play is going to happen. And they don't get caught up in the moment. And too many times, PSG gets caught up in the moment. And this was a good example. Verratti gets caught up in the moment. He does something stupid that takes his team from having a 5% chance to a 0% chance. So, like, it, it, that that was one of them. The, the Rabio clearance on the second goal, good Lord, was that bad. Just, again, just up here, up here. Just not there up here. And for me, that is frustrating. He's made great strides this year. But that was frustrating. I, I give the game ball to Ariola. I thought Ariola was the best player. I thought he was the most... He, he, I, I felt like he was the one that was doing stuff. Alves on the first goal, well, he's old. And his legs aren't what they used to be. And he just had a very bad second half. Again, I don't think there's much more I can add. I'm going to add more on the, on the small talk. This will be up tonight if you want to relive all this horribleness. This has been PSG Talk contributor Mark Damon. Au revoir for now. And now that I'm on the small talk part, I'm going to try to go into more detail. Now, there was a lot that was not fun about doing a uh, after show with three people, but I'm thinking that this, in general, will reach a lot more. I mean, what do you do? I mean, right now you have 10 more Liga games. You have the Coupe de la Ligue. You have the Coupe de France semifinal and final. So overall, you have 13 more games. PSG's goal should be to win all 13. Just get 100 points in the league, win all of the domestic trophies, and... Get some momentum going into the World Cup season, into the into the July and August months. This wasn't ca- catastrophic. I don't think it was catastrophic. I think it was bad. I just don't think it was catastrophic. I don't think that, for the most part... I don't think, for the most part you can say, oh, well, PSG could have won that tie. Like you could have said last year. This was Real Madrid putting in a professional performance. They are the two-time defending champions. They've won three out of the last four years. This is not, these are not schmucks out there. These are the best players in the world. PSG's players are a step below right now. And if you give them time and you um, hope that time uh, does what it should do in this situation, which is give them more um, give them more experience and give them more uh, kind of insight into how to play these games, 
maybe those uh, games start to change. But right now, still ain't it. And it's been a while. I'm almost considering this a slightly different team from the Zlatan, Maxwell, um, Matuidi teams. But a lot of the same players, a lot of the same, uh, a lot of the same ideas. And right now, Paris are not in that situation where they can win this competition, especially without Neymar. And I think we learned today, sort of, it may not have made all that much of a difference, but Neymar was the guy that was creating the offense against Real Madrid in leg one. And you can say that he was being selfish or that he was being a ball hog, but if no one else is going to do it, somebody has to. And just, they did not create offense. Hopefully the players learn from this. The coach certainly won't because he's getting fired. But hopefully the players learn from it. Now, I'm going to be completely honest with all of you. Instant reactions are not easy because your emotions are there and you're trying to kind of keep things calm. On Saturday, we're going to have another small talk. I'm going to have a guest on and we're going to go into more detail. I'm going to have more time to think about it. And the thoughts are going to be a little more coherent. So take that for what it's worth. Make sure to join us on Saturday after the Mets game. We will have it up probably that night. I'll write an article about this if I can stomach it. Um, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast. I'm sure the boys will have their commiserations about this too. For the record, I was off Twitter this whole time. I was watching it on the Spanish language broadcast to avoid the Fox Sports nonsense. So I'm relatively calm, but it's just I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'll talk about it tomorrow and Saturday. So for PSG Talk, this has been Mark Damon. Au revoir for now.